Aiden's not here, but we're cutting the music anyway. Sig's inside, aka Higgs inside. We got Chris Higley. Higgs, we're going to be doing a Euro-themed episode. We got Kylie here too. Uh, the other two guys don't really know shit about soccer, so we're just going for it, and we picked up Higgs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Higgs, welcome. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Soccer guy. Higgs, can we uh, hear about your soccer knowledge? Where does it come from mostly, just like every other American? Yeah, uh, it's almost all from FIFA. I watch, <laughs> I don't know, I watch like big games, but uh, I couldn't tell you much about like the North Macedonian players or anything. So. <laughs> hey, there's not much to know besides Pandev, who's been there since he's been like, or he's like 55 years old. But we're going to start talking about the Euros. But first, since we are in America, we got to talk about USA versus Mexico. That was a, an Huge. amazing game if you're watching it. Uh, Christian Pulisic may have taken the most iconic picture in sports history for like, any it. United States sport. Uh, uh-huh. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's just him shirtless doing the shush sign to a bunch of Mexican fans. It's one of the coolest <laughs> pictures I've seen. But uh, obviously we're all USA fans here. That game got me really optimistic for the future. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of just got the mentality now that we can win trophies and that's how the mentality should be going forward it kind of got those guys that were maybe teetering um like Eunice Musa and those types of dudes on the fence of different uh nationalities uh that they can commit to a team that looks like they're building a winning culture uh anything that standed out to you guys just watching that game I know Higgs watched it I don't know if you watched it Kylie it was definitely encouraging I think this is kind of a young squad that is going to help build up soccer in the U.S. Um, I mean, the MLS has added, like, what, like 10 teams the last couple of years. They're trying to expand, and, mm-hmm. like, with all the stuff with football, like injuries and concussions, I can see more younger kids growing up and playing soccer instead. Um, and I think this is kind of a young squad that's going to be very competitive moving forward as they continue to grow uh, playing in – like, this is the first time we actually have a majority of the squad playing in Europe, and they're, like, playing on good teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's going to be thing. exciting. Like, Serginho Des starts for Barcelona as, like, a 20-year-old. Like Yeah. We've got a lot of crazy. exciting prospects. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I've been saying 2026 when it's hosted in the U.S., I think we're going to go for it. Yeah, I think this was definitely a huge step for the team, just securing that win for CONCACAF. Uh, I really like the energy that these players have. I think this mm-hmm. team is inspiring. There's a lot of people to get behind. I really like Weston McKenney, um, guys like that, Gio Reyna. And Horvath really stepping up in that game was oh, yeah. huge. Um, was awesome. So I, don't, I know when, when I saw Stefan going out, I was a little skeptical. I don't know much about Horvath, but – that was a great, uh, like, energy guy uh, to have making those saves. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this team. Yeah, they definitely showed that they have a spine, which is something that the U.S. has lacked uh, in the past. We have that grit along with the talent now, and it's definitely great. But enough with the U.S. We got the Euros coming up, kicking off Friday with Italy versus Turkey, I think the first game is. And that actually kicks off Group A, which we'll be talking about first. We're just going to go through uh, most of the groups. Some of them are a little more easier to – predict than others but we're just going to go through maybe give you some betting insight on who we think's the winner uh second place and then maybe a dark horse for second place uh so starting off we got italy switzerland turkey and wales uh i think italy's probably they're the favorite and i think they should be a heavy favorite to take first in this 
the biggest question mark with Italy is kind of their attacking. Um, they don't really have that go-to striker anymore. They're going to be really solid tactically. They always are. Um, it's just more so who we think is going to take second, third, and fourth, though, I think, in this group. Um, either of you guys have any hot takes. Switzerland is apparently the favorite to take two, but I think it's pretty up in the air. Yeah, um, I really like this Italy squad. Uh, I think Barella's going to have a big tournament. He's a young, solid, up-and-coming player. Um, but in terms of number two, I wouldn't be shocked to see Wales push for it. I mean, Gareth mm-hmm. Bale's getting up there in age, and Aaron Ramsey's solid. Um, I don't think Switzerland or Turkey are that great. I think Switzerland is pretty solid. With I mean, they at least have good midfielders, but the rest of the team's questionable. Um, but, I mean, with Wales, I mean, this is Bale's potentially – last run at the Euros. Um, we'll see, but I think um, they could push for number two as a dark horse. Um, I'm really liking, well, I like Italy in this group, obviously. Uh, I like their, they have a combination of a lot of veterans and then some young guys that contribute. Um, so that's a really good formula for winning. I think the first, this first game, Italy versus Turkey is really going to set the tone because I'm kind of back and forth between Switzerland and Turkey, who's going to take that runner-up spot. Um, I have it as Switzerland as of now, um, but I, I think if Turkey can you know, show that they have something in that first game, then I, I might have to change that up a little bit. But I have Switzerland as of now. I really, really like Switzerland's team. I think their midfield with Granit Xhaka is going to be a really tough midfield to break down. They have some solid defenders with Mbabu. Uh, Zuber and what's that other guy's name? I don't know. But they have a bunch of solid guys. I think Turkey's also going to be solid. I think this is a really good group of depth in terms of average teams. I think all four of these teams, this is like, besides the group, the real group of depth, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's France, Germany, Portugal, Hungary. Uh, Group A is probably the most loaded top to bottom. I think all four of these teams could end up in the knockout stage. I think Switzerland takes the two spot, but I honestly really think Wales, they always set up really defensively, which is really good for big tournaments. So I think they could snag a point off of Italy because, like I said, Italy's not the best attacking up front. Um, So I really like Italy, or I really like Wales to get through. Maybe as they need to, if they go through, they're going to have to take three points off of either Turkey or Switzerland. Um, I think the safe bet here is Switzerland, but if you want to feel a little risky, you could do Wales for top two at plus 230. Uh, that's at least my opinion. I think Kylie kind of agreed with me. But I think I'm with Higgs, though. I think Switzerland's probably the team to beat in this. Uh, but watch out for Turkey. They're solid. They always have solid players. Their, uh, their division or, like, their team, the Super League in Turkey, is always producing talent that maybe doesn't get as recognized as some of the other big clubs. But they definitely have some players. But, I yeah, think I think they, – They've been in good form recently too, right? I think yeah. they had wins against Denmark and somebody else. So, they're playing good. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah I, just, I just wanted to see that first game. I – yeah, I mean – and they've been playing together for a while. They have a really solid core group. Uh, but enough with them. We'll move on to group two or group B. Uh, and that's one of the teams that Turkey just beat. Denmark. Uh, so, we got Belgium, Denmark, Russia, and Finland. Belgium's one of the favorites for the tournament. So, I would be shocked if they don't take number one. I know Kyle is a huge Denmark guy, so I'll let him kind of grab this. Yeah, this is one of my dark horse teams. Um, When I was looking at the rosters a few weeks ago, 
I mean, I saw a lot of all-around talent. I think uh, they're solid defensively and their goalie's solid. Um, they're lacking a little bit up top um, in the attack, mm-hmm. but I think they've got some young midfielders along with Christian Erickson, who's been around. Um, I think they got to take the next step. Um, but we'll see how uh, Polson uh, up top kind of – he's got to be putting in a lot of goals. So, um, But they're one of my dark horses. I think they're pretty solid all around. I do love Belgium. I mean, they're stacked everywhere. Is De Bruyne fine for the tournament? He said he's probably going to miss the first game. I don't think that's going to uh, affect him that much. Yeah, but he's going to play. They'll be, like, they'll be fine. It's just, it was a facial surgery. Like my yeah, they said. Then, if anything, he's going to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, but he's so good. And um, I think Russia, you saw them in the World Cup a couple years ago. Golvin really stepped up and like carried the squad. I'm pretty sure they made it through the group stage. Yeah. But if not, they were – playing in they a beat Spain hard in the group. Round of 16, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they had a pretty good run, so we'll see if they are able to have a repeat performance. I think Denmark's midfield is really going to set the tone for this um, mm-hmm. group and for them because Ericsson and Hoiberg alone, those two guys are absolute beasts. Uh, they've been – Ericsson we've seen throughout the Premier League, and then Hoiberg has just kind of been a tone setter at Tottenham for the past year and Southampton before that. Uh, and I agree, the big question mark is kind of that attacking front. They have some guys that have Braithwaite, they have Casper Dolberg, they have uh, Poulsen. So it's just where those goals come from. They just need to come from somewhere. Uh, Erickson can be that creative guy. So, Higgs, you got anything to add to these guys? Yeah, I also have Denmark as one of my dark horses. Uh, same type of deal. I like their midfield. I like Erickson. Um, kind of a toss-up team. Definitely have Belgium winning the group. Uh, I think they always have the talent uh, for the past at least – eight or 10 years now they've been uh, they've had some great players. Um, so I really hope they can get over the hump in this tournament. Uh, but yeah, I definitely have Denmark as the runner up as well. And Russia probably in third. And I really think Denmark yeah. is a team that if kind of one of those big historically like good countries run into them in not the best form, like that's a game that I think, Denmark's going to win if they make it past this group stage, which I expect that they will. I totally, I, I agree. I think we can kind of both agree that there's a pretty solid top two for this with Belgium mm-hmm. and Denmark. So we'll move on to group C with, which is Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. We already know that we don't know shit about Macedonia. So we don't <laughs> talk about them. <laughs> Netherlands should be the favorite in this group. They would be even more of a favorite if they had the best defender in the world, yep. Virgil van Dijk. But I still think they pretty much got it handled. Uh, so we're kind of talking about two and three. And I actually really like Ukraine. Um, I think they have a lot of really solid players that can maybe contribute to this run. I think Austria has also got a pretty solid squad. But I wouldn't be shocked if Ukraine takes number two here. Um, I'll kind of let you guys talk about it, and then I'll give my input on Ukraine. But what are we thinking about Austria, Ukraine, and maybe North Macedonia? You guys are feeling risky. I personally like Austria more than Ukraine. I think they've got at least a star at every level. Um, David Alba's been around the game. He's a stud. Uh, he's going to have to hold the wall 
But, um, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think I didn't even know North Macedonia was a country, to be honest, until I saw them in the groups. <laughs> and then Ukraine, I mean, I like, I like, uh, what's his name? Zinchenko. He's Zinchenko. a stud. I think he's going to have to be huge for them. Um, but I think Austria has a little bit of a step ahead. Um, but I love Netherlands. I wish Virgil was playing because I think they had a good shot at winning it all if he was playing. Um, I And I guess we'll get into it later, but they've got a potential uh, player of the tournament, I believe. Um, yeah, I also agree. Well, I have Netherlands winning the group. Um, I'm not as big on them in this tournament as maybe I would have been in the past, Virgil van Dijk being out. Uh, they still got some solid players. Uh, I think I know who Kylie's talking about with that potential player. Uh, and then I have Austria as the runner-up in this group. Mainly that comes down to me just knowing more players on Austria than Ukraine. Uh, but I think talent-wise, like, it's it's not that that different. So I really um, – I'm not sure. I, I have Austria as the runner-up, though. Yeah, so the main reason why I really like this Ukrainian team, they were playing really well before COVID. So going into the Euros last year, they were one of the dark horses on a lot of people's lists. Uh, and now looking at them this season, they've just kind of gotten a little more experienced. Obviously, uh, the form's not as great as it was. They're kind of kicking people's asses. But they have Ruslan Mel, Mel, I always struggle with Melvinovsky, who is one of the key players for Atalanta, um, who's one of the – the premier teams in Italy nowadays. And they have this other guy, Viktor Shinkov. <laughs> but he's been, he's been pretty good. He's not, he's pretty young. He's got 17 goals uh, this season. And I, I just really like their kind of attacking threat. Obviously Austria is probably a little more well-rounded, but I could see um, Ukraine maybe taking some points off them with that attacking front they ha and like I agree, Kylie. I think Jinchenko is probably going to have to kind of command this team. Um, he's definitely got the most uh, experience in very competitive games. But I think Malinovsky is honestly their motor. I think he'll probably be the guy that, if he plays well, I think they survive and they make it through the round, make it through to the next round. But it all depends on how that game against Austria goes. That'll be the game that everybody's circling within this group. Everything else is kind of dealt with, I think, because mm -hmm. people are going to. It's also going to have a lot of these teams are going to focus on beaten up on North Macedonia, try to get as many goals as possible mm -hmm. uh, just because they need that goal differential. Uh, yeah, so I think we can move on to Group D. I think Austria and Ukraine are kind of toss-ups. I think Austria is probably the betting favorite here, and I would definitely take them if I was playing it safe. So the next group is Group D, which is England, Croatia, Czech Republic, and Scotland. England's one of the favorites for the tournament. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really not that high on England, if I'm being honest. Um, but... I think we can at least talk about them. I think England-Croatia is going to be a great game. There's going to be a dominant midfield with Croatia. Um, the main reason why I don't love England, actually, I'll tell you guys right now, it's they play a little too defensively for me. They have a phenomenal attack. Mm -hmm. They don't need to play so defensive. They have Harry Kane up top, and obviously Alexander-Arnold being injured now. But like the fact that they were even just baiting not taking him just yeah. shows you kind of the mentality of how that team was going to be playing in the Euros. They all obviously have a ton of talent with Raheem Sterling. Uh, this team's going to be – they're going to be tough on the break. Uh, there's going to be a lot of goals scored within this team, I think. But England also always chokes in big tournaments. So, yeah. that's the other thing. And Garrett Southgate is not a great coach from what I've watched. 
Uh, what do you guys think about England, Croatia? I, if you, I mean, Scotland has Andy Robertson, so I'll obviously be rooting for Scotland. But well, yeah, I I like England. I would love to see the three Lions finally do something in an international tournament. Um, I think, kind of to your point, is they kind of rely and know that they have a really solid forward like attack, and so they kind of have to think that they have to play it safe and know that like the attack will be there regardless. But I think if they kind of put more pressure on teams and like actually had an attacking style that I, I mean, I agree with you, they would be like their forwards are insane. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would like to see them do good. I think they've got a lot of players that I like. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, Croatia solid all around. They're an aging squad, but they were runners up in the world cup and we'll see if they can carry it over. I think they'll definitely be one or two in this group, but it'll depend on their game with England. Yeah, I think so. I've, I've got it as there should be no excuses for England in this tournament. I think maybe Southgate, but they have all the talent they could want. Very solid team. A lot of young talent on this team, which I really mm-hmm. like. Um, not a hard group, really. I mean, Croatia's good. Uh, I think they should definitely win the group. And then they have, like, home field advantage if they move further on in this tournament. So they really should have no excuses. But, yeah, I have them winning the group. I, I like Croatia. I like their midfield. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a huge uh, – I think England has the most to prove in this tournament. I agree with that. The thing that I would be nervous about is it's a lot of these guys' first tournaments, uh, first major tournament. So we have, uh, for example, Mason Mount, um, Jude Bellingham in their midfield, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice. These guys have never played in the World Cup. They've never played at the Euros. They played, obviously, they represented their under-23, their under-20 teams. But this is obviously a huge step up in class. We want to highlight one guy that I'm really, really excited to watch. It is Jude Bellingham. The kid's yeah. 18 years old and absolutely bossed the the Dortmund midfield all season. Um, and then up top, they have a lot. I think Foden's probably going to be – I think Foden will probably drop in and kind of play like a false nine. Like a, he's going to be an attacker with his stupid-ass yeah. new haircut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just that alone should have England lose the group. But look it up if you haven't seen it. He looks like – I don't want to go in on it, but I, I – he looks like the classic London dude at yeah. this point. But, I mean, I think Harry Kane's going to be lethal. Also, Grealish. I forgot about Grealish. I think Grealish yeah. is going to – I think he's got to kind of step up. and Just because they, they're kind of – if you look at that midfield, it's not that inspiring in terms of uh, creativity. So, uh, Grealish is kind of – he's like a winger slash midfielder. I could see him dropping into the midfield, and he's going to be really important in creating chances. Him, Foden, uh, Sancho, and then Rashford. Sterling, these are oh, Jesus. They're so stacked at forward, but yeah, England. I <laughs> agree with crazy. They, the only way they lose is they kind. Of, I could see them getting bodied in that midfield, especially because Jordan Henderson is coming off of an injury. He hasn't played really competitively in about three months, um, so I would be worried about that from that front. Um, and that's why I could see them struggling against Croatia because even though Croatia's got an aging midfield, they've still probably got a top three midfield in the entire world. So mm-hmm. I really. I think Croatia could give them a run for the money and actually win the group. I don't know if they will, but I wouldn't be that shocked. And that's why, let's see what it, uh, they're minus or they're plus three fifty to win the group. I would, 
I'm not confident, but I would at least I would feel comfortable throwing a few dollars on that. Yeah, yeah just shot. sprinkle a little bit. I because Croatia, their midfield is so good, and if Jordan Henderson pulls up lame in like the first five minutes, mm. uh, that kind of that's going to throw off England's midfield. Because even though Harry Kane's the captain, Jordan Henderson's the captain of that team. He's just like a natural leader. Go Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, kind of a <laughs> kind of a rebuttal to your uh, mention of England being super young. I mean, this has got to be a hungry bunch. It's yeah. a team like you mentioned, of younger players. They've grown up watching England struggle and underperform at these big tournaments, and this is their chance to step up. They made the senior squad. It's their first big tournament, and these are hot, like top-caliber players. I think some of these guys will have a really big international breakout. Yeah, they're going to need uh, Harry Maguire to have a good tournament. Yeah, because they're, they're got to be – Looking at that roster, their defense isn't – outstanding it's just their attack and their mid that's why i don't understand i guess playing five at the back maybe so they can just throw all the attack and just play safe but i don't know we'll we'll see this is one of the teams england's gonna be a really exciting team to watch yeah i'm excited to watch them play as much as i and their jerseys are sick they're always clean (laughs) i totally agree with that all right next up we got group e uh spain poland sweden slovakia spain should win this group no reason they shouldn't uh the thing with the Spanish teams in the past is they really struggle with these bigger teams, the stronger teams. So I could see them maybe losing a point to Poland. I think they win this group still. Uh, in terms of two, three, four, I think Poland and Sweden are going to be going neck and neck for that two and three. Um, if it were me, I'd say Robert Lewandowski is probably the difference maker in this. I think his talent alone, he's the best striker in the world. He has been for a while. I think he should probably show his chops at this point and, win the group but what are you guys thinking with these guys yeah I think Spain's got this pretty easily um they're solid all around I think they're gonna be tough to beat I could see them going undefeated in this group um I do think it's between Poland and Sweden for two and three um I mean where's Latan? that's the boy he's gotta be out there he's injured he's injured Dang, but he had to pull um, out. He was think, on the roster. Yeah, I think that'll give some of these younger attacks uh, for Sweden's an opportunity. I like Alexander Isaac. I think he could have a big tournament. Um, I mean, Poland's solid, and they have Lewandowski. You know, he's going to be creating chances. Um, so it'll be. I think it'll be between that Sweden and Polish game and. We'll see if that Sweden defense is able to stop um, the opportunities that they're able to create with just having Lewandowski, even if it's not him, just having him as a threat there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have – so I have uh, Spain to win the group. Um, I don't think – this isn't one of, like, typically Spain's like a powerhouse, well, at least, I don't know, two yeah, no, two I- World Cups to go. That they have a tradition of being one of the best. I don't think this team lives up to that. Uh, they should win this group. Um, they're pretty solid. And then I have I have Poland as the runner-up. Um, I think they have more talent than Sweden does. I, I think Sweden's going to be their main competition for it, like you guys are saying. Uh, but I, I think Poland should easily take second spot based off talent-wise. Uh, I could see it going either way. I really overrate like good players. So like, I think Lewandowski is going to have a huge impact where it may not show up like that, but 
I, I think Poland should easily take the runner up. Yeah, I mean Poland also had they have Zelinski in the midfield. They have they have a few good guys. They have Krakowiak, um, Kleek, who's been good at, at Leeds, and then in, at defense they have Gleek. They, <laughs> they they have some solid players. Rebos. Um, the main thing with me, they're not that balanced. I think Sweden is a little more balanced. They have Lindelof at the back. They have Granqvist. They have and then in the midfield. They have Emil Forsberg, who's been a stud at Leipzig for however many years. And then they have uh, Kulusvski from uh, Juventus, and he's been very good for them for the past two years. And then Isaac up top. I think he's a budding star in the Premier, yeah. not the Premier League, but La Liga. Uh, he's going to be getting a big move pretty soon. He's young. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the breakout players of this tournament if they happen to move on to the next round. Um, I'm going to be honest. I really like Sweden's roster. I like Poland's roster. I think I'm with Higgs. I think Lewandowski's just class makes the difference. I think he gets that little – like he just gets a half a chance and he puts it away. I think it's going to be – because I was looking at the schedule. This is the last game of the group, so these teams will know what they need to do to get through. So I'm assuming both teams are probably going to be playing pretty defensive. I think they'll probably be going in each – like having three points, I'd guess, uh, with a loss to Spain and a win against whoever the, who the fuck in the group, Slovakia. Uh, so I think they're going to be playing defensive and trying to go for that tie, depending on goal differential. It's going to be really interesting to see. And I think that's going to be one of the best games of the group stage just because of yeah. the, assumed, uh, the assumed consequences of that game. And then moving on to Group F, a.k.a. the best group, Probably yeah. in European history. I mean, it's I crazy. <laughs> as far as I can remember, France, Germany, Portugal, Hungary. We don't even Hungary. You're not winning a game. You're not probably scoring a goal. Like <laughs> if they had Dominic Sabalzlai, maybe they yeah. like I'd I'd be excited. Yeah. But he's injured, so whatever. But France is my team to win the tournament. I think they're the best. If you look at that squad, it's absolutely insane. Uh, crazy. They're like their under twenty three team was could like compete in this tournament if you looked at that roster. But yeah, and honestly, like Germany's also really like their midfield is absolutely stacked. Portugal's the only team like their def- Portugal's I don't even know. Like all three of these teams are insane. They're all going to make the they're all going to beat Hungary by about eight goals because they need that goal differential to be that third seed or that third team in. Uh, what are you guys thinking here? I guess more so who are you excited to see most? What are the matchups in this that you're excited about? Well, I'm excited for all three of them to play each other. Um, I think all those games will be huge, and especially if they're later on, they'll have bigger implications. Um, I personally like Germany to win the group. I think France will come in kind of off that high of still, like, they're out of the last big, like, tournament. They were the champions, so um, kind of coming in with that. And they didn't get dealt with a easy hand uh, to st- – come back and try mm-hmm. to repeat as tournament champion. Um, I really like Germany. I think Kai Havertz, after his game-winning goal in the Champions League final, I think he'll come in super ecstatic, and I think he could really break out on an international level here. Um, they just have a lot of older midfielders that are more experienced, so I don't know kind of what opportunities they'll give him. But, I mean, they're solid all around. And Portugal won the last Euro. So, you got two recent champions in this group. And that's not even including Germany, who's historically very good. So, um, it's going to be super exciting. Portugal, 
I mean, Ronaldo still solid, and this is kind of more, I think, um, more of a built solid around team. Um, you, like in the past, they've had good players, but it was mainly Ronaldo. Um, and now I think they're kind of deep all around. Uh, their defense is solid. Mm-hmm. Their midfielders are solid. And, I mean, obviously their attack is stacked. So um, it's going to be crazy. I'll definitely be tuning into all these games. Um, I feel bad for Hungary, especially <laughs> if they had that uh, that Dominic. At, yeah, he, like, he would have had a chance to break out and – he would have just ran into insane teams. So, yeah, it'll be definitely – I think it'll definitely live up to the hype, but um, I think Germany will pull it out. Yeah, so, yeah, Hungary's got no shot. Um, <laughs> I agree with Schultz. I think France is the best team in this tournament, top to bottom, just a ton of talent. Uh, some of my favorite players play for France. So, I think they're going to win the group. Uh, I have Portugal as my runner-up, um, and I want to see – I think um, I'm going to have to attribute Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. I think they're going to really show up. But I want to see the young guys in uh, Jao Felix and Jota. Um, but um, I I know that Germany is always going to send out a solid squad. They always come to play. Um, I think the Portugal-Germany game is going to be the – the one to watch for me. Uh, I really want to see what happens and uh, leading into this, but um, I think that they're going to need a lot of goals. Obviously uh, we talked about scoring against Hungary, but against other teams too. So I have two players who I think are going to really be uh, in the conversation for the most goals scored in the tournament who are really going to show up in this group. That's a good point. Um, I think the main thing that concerns me about Portugal is their midfield is really uh, not that balanced. They have Bruno Fernandes, who's pretty much just like a center forward. Like he, he's always up, he's scoring. And if he's not scoring, he's getting kicked and then screaming. And then we also have, uh, it's going to determine, like, I think Renato Sanchez is going to have to have another really good Euros um, in order. He's going to need to kind of boss that midfield again, him and I'm assuming Danilo Pereira will probably be their other starter, either him and Ruben Nevis. I'm not really sure what they're going for. Uh, and their defense, Ruben Diaz is the best healthy defender in the world. Yeah. So I think – and then, uh, I mean, their attack, don't even have to mention it, like the fact that they have Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, Cristiano Ronaldo, Diogo Jota, João Felix. <laughs> like, and yeah. Just, and they're insane. not even the best – they're not even like – they're the third favorite in this group. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Germany's – I think Germany's experience is going to probably – their midfield just – if you read that midfield, it's just absurd. With uh, Goretzka, Gundogan, Kimmich, Kroos, like, yeah. that's – you can't compete with that. If you're Portugal, I think I think they're going to dominate that game. So I think Germany will probably take second here. I could also easily see them taking first, just depending on how France plays. Um, but I think all three of these teams I'll expect to make the next round. And if they don't, that'll be really disappointing for the tournament as a whole, just from excitement point of view uh so moving on we're going to do some player props uh the first one that we're going to talk about is the golden boot um you guys i'll pull up who the favorites are as you guys kind of talk about who you think uh, yeah i my favorite for this um he's also a player i'll mention for player of the tournament and i briefly mentioned it when i was 
discussing the Dutch squad, but I love Memphis Depay. I think he's going to have a big tournament. Um, I think he's going to score a lot of goals in that kind of weaker group. Um, and, I mean, he's – with Virgil out, they still have a solid defense, but I think um, they're really going to have to rely on the attack, and he's a center point for that. So, he's my favorite. Uh, yes, I have two guys. They're both in Group F. Um, the first one, uh, maybe it's a surprise. I have Ronaldo, and I think that – um, mainly what that comes down to for me is he's got a hard group. He's going to have to be doing a lot of work if they're going to stay in these games. Uh, he hates losing. Um, and he kind of needs to set the tone for the Portuguese team uh, in order for them to kind of come out and maybe defend their title. The mm-hmm. second guy I have uh, plays for France, and it's Benzema. It's, it's not Mbappe. When you're thinking France, you're thinking goals. Maybe you're thinking Mbappe. Uh, I have Benzema. I think he's one of the most underrated players over the past however long. Um, he always comes to play. He's always putting the ball in the net. Um, it's somebody who who might sleep on, but I think he's going to be a, a big part of this France team. That's a good point. I can't believe he's, like, in the squad because him and Deschamps have been, like, beefing for however many yeah. years. Like, that was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, my main guy, he's one of the favorites, but I think Romelu Lukaku has a really good chance yeah. at – winning the golden boot here. Uh, he's going to be the main striker for this Belgian team that just has so much talent that can – a lot of creative players. And if De Bruyne is healthy, I don't see why Romelu Lukaku can't knock in three or four goals just in the group stage alone. Uh, they play in a relatively weak group. I think Lukaku's – I have – I've already thrown some money on Lukaku. He's at plus 650. He's the co-favorite with Harry Kane, who I – I'm not going to mention him, but Harry Kane's we, – we're talking about England's attack. I think he's going to see his fair share of goals. The only thing with England, I think they're kind of spread their wealth a little too much just because there's yeah. so many attacking options here. My other guy that I really like, uh, which kind of counters out the too much wealth, I think Chiro Immobile for Italy. I think he's got – he's at plus 1,700 right now on DraftKings. And I think that's great odds for Italy's number one attacker. Um, Italy's still a good team. They have a solid midfield. Yeah. They should be creating goals, and they're going to need to score goals. Uh, usually four or five goals – Five, four to six goals is usually what you need to get the golden boot. So if he can get that like three in the first three games or uh, the first four games with the round of 16, I don't see any reason why Jerome Mobley can't be that guy. Uh, obviously Lewandowski would be a favorite if he was on a better team. Yeah. Um, there's a few guys. Uh, Mbappe is the other one. We kind of covered the top six, which were Harry Kane, Lukaku, and then Mbappe, Ronaldo, Depa, and Mobley, And then Benzema and Griezmann were the next two. So I think Mbappe kind of falls in that other category. There's just so much – there's so many goals – or there's only so many goals to be scored in a, in a team, and France has so many options. Um, so it's going to be more interesting to see how France kind of lines up um, with this roster because they just have so many options. Um, but, yeah, so we'll move on to the young player of the tournament. This is going to be a fun one just because there's a lot of really young players that are going to kind of play these key roles for these squads. So I'm kind of interested in what you guys see what you guys have. I think we'll probably have some overlap here, but let's see what you guys say. Yeah, I've got a few that I've been looking at. Um, as you mentioned, Jude Bellingham, I'm super mm-hmm. excited to see him uh, kind of make his international debut. Uh, I mean, 18, even making the squads crazy. And I think he'll definitely play. Um, 
So he's one of them. And then for Spain, I think Mikel Oyarzabal. <laughs> that yeah, was definitely not right. Name. But um, I think if he gets the opportunity, they're definitely a veteran squad. But I think if he kind of gets in there and maybe one of the earlier games against Slovakia or something and he really gets opportunity, I think he could bring some – juice to that squad and maybe help them push for a championship. So I kind of copped out on this one. I have both the favorites as the ones that I like, which is ugly haircut boy, Phil Foden and <laughs> yeah. Mason Mount. Yeah. Um, I think the way me. that England is set is um, they got some good goal scorers. I think one of, one of these guys is going to step up for that team and kind of make themselves known. I love, Phil Foden's mentality and how he plays. Uh, he seems to always be in the mix on the attack. And I love Mason Mount's uh, playmaking. I think he can really set up his team to be in a good position to win. So I, I think one of these guys is taking it home. Yeah, uh, I think Foden's my favorite. I think he's him and Mount are probably going to see the most consistent play time, which I think is the most important thing for this. Uh, and they're going to be key players deeper in the tournament. So I think I agree with Higgs that those are probably the two favorites. One Dark horse, I think, is probably Ferran Torres from Spain. He's kind of got that same MO that I just said with uh, playing a key role for a team that's probably going to go far. He's obviously not as well uh, touted as the other two, just in terms of um, the media. But I think Ferran Torres, is, he contributed a lot this season. Um, I would also I, – I think if Jaden Sancho wasn't playing for Spain or for England, he would probably be the number one favorite for me just because he's so talented. He's going to be attacking so much. But – I don't even know if he starts on this team. He probably won't. He's not going to start over Raheem Sterling or Rashford, I wouldn't imagine. Um, and then my final one that I just kind of want to mention is uh, Isaac I, or Isaac, whatever. I don't know how to his name. I think yeah. it's Isaac. But, uh, I think he, if Sweden makes the groups or uh, makes it out of the group stage, and maybe he makes, I don't know, uh, to the round of sixteen or maybe one more round, the quarterfinals. Uh, if he scores like two or three goals, I could see him. Uh, getting the shout. I don't think he wins. Uh, could be a nice Hail Mary. He's at plus 2,000 right now. Uh, he's going to obviously be playing a pretty big role in that attack for Sweden. Kulu Seveski, the guy that I was talking about earlier, yep. another pretty good guy on Sweden. I think those two guys will be fun to watch. I don't think they're going to be playing in the tournament long enough. So I think targeting here, you just want to find somebody. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, were you going to talk about Kai Havertz? Was that your next one? Yeah, time? that's who. Kai Havertz should be mentioned. I think he's yeah. going to be – he's probably the other guy that uh, is most likely just that role that he'll be playing mm -hmm. for Germany. But I think Foden and Mount, um, we can kind of agree, are probably the two favorites just because they'll be heavily involved in one of the better teams in the tournament. They should uh, just make a – oh. They should just make it England or any other yeah, country. Should, <laughs> I would, <laughs> for I would throw players. bands on that. I would do yeah. that for a prop. Uh, and then finally, we have player of the tournament, which is really mostly – it's usually whoever wins the – so it's basically you're kind of making your prediction who's going to win the Euros along with who's going to be the best player on that team that wins the Euros. So unless somebody just absolutely lights it up. But I'll start here. I think Mbappe, should, or Mbappe or Conte are probably – they're the two favorites, and I'll just take them because I think – they're going to be both playing key roles on these teams. Mbappe will probably be racking up goals and assists. I don't know if he gets enough for Golden Boot just because he kind of does a little bit of everything. And Conte is not going to have the goals or the assists, but he's just going to be an absolute wrecking ball in that midfield. 
And Golo Kante is probably my favorite player to watch play midfield just because of how, like, he just – his work rate is absolutely insane. He's kind of like what Arturo Vidal was for Juventus, like, eight years ago. Uh, I really like Kante. I honestly think I like Kante a little more just because everybody in the media loves Kante. He's been – like, yeah. he doesn't – like, even though he has a role that, like, isn't uh, admired by stats – um, people just know who Conte is now. So, like, they just know, like, if he's doing a number, he's doing a number on the team. So, it's kind of like he does a role that isn't talked about, but people talk about it because it's him. So, I, I really like him, his odds at plus 1,100. Um, but, like I said, this is kind of betting on whoever you think is going to win the tournament along with, because otherwise you need kind of a crazy uh, stat line. What are you guys thinking here? Yeah, I'll um... – go back to my golden boot prediction. And I think if Netherlands goes far, then Memphis Depay is going to have to be up there for player of the tournament. I think they have a good chance to go far. I think they'll easily make it out of their group and be in good form. Uh, I also love Frankie De Young, but he's not going to really put up those numbers that would potentially land him player of the tournament unless he really uh, shows out. Um. Yeah, so I think if you want to take a safe bet, I think in all likelihood France is going to win it, and I would pick Conte to win uh, player of the tournament. Um, Mbappe would be up there for me. I'm worried he will be kind of too focused on, so he'll be trying to set up teammates. Maybe he won't be as involved, but Conte is always involved every game he plays. Uh, I think he's the best player. Well, maybe not the best player for France, but has the most impact on a team. And then I kind of have two other guys where if their team succeed, they're going to be a part of it, uh, no matter what my eyes, which is Kevin De Bruyne and Joshua Kimmich. Uh, I think if Belgium has success, I think it has to go through Kevin De Bruyne. He is the center point of every team he plays on. Uh, best playmaker in the world in my eyes. So I think he would be a good pick if Belgium succeeds. And then Joshua Kimmich is kind of that do-it-all guy, uh, kind of like a Conte. Shows up, uh, not on, maybe not on the stat sheet, but always uh, in the mix and doing great things out on the field. So I think he will be the player for Germany if they succeed. going to say uh, De Bruyne also. Um, I think Belgium has a good shot to kind of make a run as well. And I think he'll definitely be a big part of it. And there's a strong, pretty strong midfield around him. So I think that'll definitely help him out. And then you dish it up to Lukaku and a very strong attack. So... I think he'll be doing some uh, potential goal scoring and definitely setting up those chances that could help Belgium make a deep run. Gotcha. All right. And then I actually have one thing for you guys. I didn't tell you about it just because I wanted some more candid reactions. Uh, so I just have a few player props uh, specifically. So Bruno Fernandez over 0.5 goals per or for the seat for the, for the euros. Yes. Or I would no? say over for sure. Yeah, when I saw that, I was a freaking animal. That's bit. crazy. Yeah, I think if you're if you're only counting on him to score one goal, I think the I would say over most likely. What's like the line on it? Like the let me double check. I had it written down before. I think it it was like minus one hundred something. It was the payout was pretty nice. Uh, I'm seeing minus one fifty, I believe. But okay, yeah, I'll double check. And then all right, but yeah. I, I I love that one. Thomas Muller over one and a half goals, aka Germany's probably second best goal scorer of all time. Yeah, I think 
<laughs> he would. I think, I think so. He's that's at plus one forty. I think yeah, that's teetering on. Will he start? Does he start still? Yeah, he'll yeah. start. He should start. He that that one I might. That's one I wouldn't touch. Honestly, I I could see him getting at least one goal. Yeah. Um, he is. I don't know. I don't, I just don't think he's like that anymore. Maybe back in the day, I would, I would go for that. But I don't oh, know. I also I found it. It was a uh, uh, where was he? Uh, minus one forty eight for Bruno Fernandez over half a goal. Um, and then my final one was where was it? Uh, Antoine Griezmann over one and a half. I'd probably stay away from that one. Like you said, yeah, honestly, I might with too. France, all those options. Yeah. The thing was, just thinking about Griezmann, uh, he was he won the Golden Boot last Euros with six goals. So he's going to be an sure. important part of this team. Uh, so I, at minus 180, that's kind of yucky. But I think I would st- I'd still think about taking that. Um, honestly, just if you guys are listening to this, look at these player props because there's a lot of them where you look at them and like, okay, these – if these don't happen, I'd be pretty shocked. Like Harry Kane over two and a half at minus one thirty nine. If England only gets two goals out of Harry Kane, they are not going far in the group. So there's a lot of player props I would recommend taking advantage of. Uh, anyway, so we'll move on to the last part of this podcast, and then we're going to conclude because it's getting up there a little bit in time. Um, we're just going to do top four predictions. Obviously, the groups kind of depend. Like obviously, third place teams can make it. So. Uh, we're not going to do – we're not going to look at the bracket or anything, but just give me your semifinal, um, not assuming – or assuming any semifinal is possible. Oh, I got, I'll go first. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I got France, Germany, Belgium, and England. I'm going really chalk, but I think those, those teams are just, like, a lot better than everybody else. The only team that I'm kind of – I'd be kind of nervous about in that is England. Um, I could see them getting upset just because of their – just because of Southgate, mostly. I'm going to go with Germany, Italy, Belgium, and England. Oh. France is getting upset? Yeah. Sicko. <laughs> uh, I have – so I have France, Portugal, England, and Italy. I think Italy was one of my dark horses. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a dark horse. They, they yeah, definitely have a chance one of the to win top four. And I I hope this is possible that it can be this. I, I'm not sure, but these are the t- four teams that I like think have momentum and uh, the best chance to win. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. So this has been the latest edition of Sigs Inside, aka Higgs Inside. Thanks, Higgs. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited for the Euros. Uh, tune in they start Friday they'll be great for while you're working um, we'll be back next week with probably some more basketball I know AIDS is definitely want to talk about that uh, anyway thanks for listening like and subscribe goodbye Cheers. Peace. Uh-